Uh, Tiffany Adams, who was flying 90 minutes with Air Canada across uh, from Quebec City to Toronto, fell asleep on the plane and woke up hours later alone on a dark plane. And her phone died shortly after. She tried to text a friend, so she stumbled, fumbled her way to the cockpit, found a flashlight, tried to send an SOS signal through the plane's windows. That didn't work. She actually opened the door of the plane and looked down to the drop, looked for something she could climb down with, found nothing, and decided, well, my best course of action here is to hope that somebody sees me. And a baggage handler saw her and brought her the stair-type ramp and got her out of the plane. Air Canada, of course, mortified by this and are looking into it. They don't deny that this happened. Uh, but it raises a bigger question. Not just how does this happen, but is there uh, a possible security risk that we did not anticipate with regards to um, after everybody disembarks the plane. Savik Ramke is a former VP of Safety and Security for a major carrier and professor and coordinator at Seneca College's Aviation Operations and Safety Program. He joins the show. Welcome. Uh, it's good to have you on. Thank you very much. Good morning. What's the normal checklist a uh, crew would have to go through before leaving a plane? Well, I think uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, if you got... 100 people on, you'd want to have 100 people off. And uh, every carrier has protocols with respect to security requirements in order to fly in Canada or externally, where they have to physically check the aircraft before it goes flying and passenger aboard it. And they have to do the same thing after it's completed. Um, so uh, it's a process that's, that's, that if you consider um, the amount of flights, the amount of passengers a company like Air Canada moves uh, or be moving general in Canada, has to be followed, and this, this is probably the first time I've ever heard of someone being left behind in my career. It's shocking. It's scary. It doesn't speak to good customer service at the end of the day. But there are some security experts that raise the idea of what if someone was had nefarious um, designs and decided, hey. I'm going to hide kind of below a seat and hope nobody notices me. Could a quick uh, fix be as simple as adopting uh, a head count, not only when you're on the plane, but as people disembark? Well, I think a couple of things that plays into this. One, it's, it's we have to look at the, um, the crew, the passengers that, that were on board, um, the, the, the time of flight, it was a late flight, maybe they were, they were uh, closing the, uh, their, their day. Um, and then it was a domestic flight as well. So the international flight, this probably would probably not have a chance of occurring because of, of keeping track of the people in that sense and the uh, customs issues that, that occur with international flights and aircraft. But on a domestic flight, that aircraft was probably removed from the gate and, and, and parked in a remote area and was not going to be used uh, within a, a reasonable timeline. So the company put it away and left it there in, in a sense. So it, it wasn't required right away. So it is a security challenge. That is the biggest thing. The, the passenger issue, I think uh, it'll, it'll raise a flag. Um, you know, these things happen. We learn from them. So it, it, it's raised a, a big concern that, that hey, we've got to tighten up this, uh, um, the, this headcount issue or, the, or the, the, the protocols that we follow. It falls back into the, the human factors. You know, people make mistakes, and that's, that's the thing that you have to look at. What were the contributing factors that led to this particular incident? Um, and, and it also raised a concern with respect to the passenger. Um, were they medicated? Were they, uh, you know, were they, was it, you know, how did somebody fall asleep for 90 minutes after the plane lands? And there's a lot of bumping and taxiing, lights on, people moving around. 
how does it happen? You know, it, it's, it's, it raises a lot of questions, absolutely. When you talk about, you know, you've said this a bunch of times, that it was a domestic flight. Do you think we have a false sense of security here in Canada that it's domestic flight, nothing's going to happen? No, 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 no. I, I, I will tell you from my, my, my career in, in security that uh, it is taken at, at a very um, high level right up to the CEOs in, 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 in every company. If there's an issue or concern, it's raised right at the highest, highest level in any organization, and, and it is so today. So you're going to see, um, you know, the, 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 certainly I think Transport Canada is going to get involved, and certainly Air Canada must be absolutely mortified mm. that this, this actually occurred. And um, I don't have the numbers right Are you still with us, Savik? Hello? Yeah, I just lost you. You just said you don't have the numbers. I don't have the numbers of how many people uh, they, they move at this time uh, a year, but, you know, one incident does raise a concern because it's one too many, obviously. Well, it's the biggest airport in Canada, and there are other, um, you know, uh, security experts who are wondering why there's not a constant police and security presence monitoring the grounds. Would that be something that we should look at at Pearson? Well, I think every, every employee that has a restricted airside pass goes through a security training program, and every carrier has a security training program that uh, they're expected to to manage and maintain. And I know when I worked as, a, as, a, as an aircraft mechanic with uh, certain carriers, and if we moved an aircraft, we always did a walkthrough. Um, we always checked um, the entire cabin as well as the exterior of the airplane if, if it was necessary. Um, so something got missed, and it got missed by you know, two or three different groups of people. So uh, got missed by the uh, the in-flight, got missed by the people that moved the aircraft. Um, if you notice, she was stuck in an airplane with no access to get off. That's, that's a security protocol in itself as well with respect to making sure that nobody can get access to an airplane or unrestricted access to the sure. airplane. What would you advise Air Canada to do to make sure that this will never happen again? Well, I think it just—they have all the processes in place. This is this is just a miss that that, that occurred by uh, either one or a group of individuals that were probably finishing their day. I would just reinforce the protocols that are built. We have an excellent safety and security system within within Canada. I think it's probably the best in the world. Um, I don't think we have any problems to worry about. What we have to do is learn from this mistake and move forward as, as a lesson learned. Do you anticipate any jobs will be uh, lost over this? No. <laughs> it's a highly unionized environment. And, and um, uh, you, you have to remember, uh, again, you look at the, you're, you're in a radio station and we have drop calls. We have people that make appointments to come in and make a call and, and don't call in, mm-hmm. or you can't get a hold of them. So are you 100% on your hits? No. Are they 100% on hits? We want them to be, and we want to strive for that. So... We'll continue to focus on uh, diligence as a carrier and certainly focus on making sure that we provide a good passenger uh, experience. And again, you know, you look at the things that have gone on in this country. We've got the new Passenger Bill of Rights that's coming in place. Um, it, it probably doesn't talk uh, to having, having a passenger left on board, but, you know, we're doing a lot of really good things to ensure passengers have that experience as positive. This is an incident, and I think it's, it's, we're lucky it wasn't anything major, but it does highlight uh, something that we need to focus on. So you may see new training come in board, on board right across the board, uh, reminders that go out, crew, maintenance, or different people that see aircraft. But each carrier has the responsibility to manage security for their airplanes. You could, you could be looking at 100 airplanes on the ramp overnight. 
Um, there's a, a um, I, I can't go into. There's a presence. Yeah, I can't go into what's yeah. going on with security-wise in an airport, but there's a fair amount of it that is both carrier as well as airport. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. All right, have a good day, and thank you very much. You as well. That is Savik Ramke. He is the uh, professor and coordinator at Seneca's College of Aviation Operations and Safety Program, talking about that woman who woke up on the plane. Some people are saying, hey, this this shows something else. It's not just them being, uh, you know, lazy with making sure that people are cleared off the plane. This is a security risk. So good to have him on.